0: You may be the only Jesus your co-workers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith you think. Welcome to the I Work Zone. I hope you're never the same. All right, we're
1: ready to roll. So we got Ed Phillips with Truth at Work yep. in the studio with us, and we're talking today about how to be intentional in your faith. Mm-hmm. So, man, I love what you guys do, Ed, and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, Truth at Work really is all about being intentional, and I probably could... Could talk about truth at work forever because I love what you guys are doing. But but you're the guest, so so tell us,
2: tell our audience, what is truth at work? What do you guys do? Great, thanks, Todd. I appreciate being here. Yes, truth at work is an organization, national organization that's uh, out of uh, Indianapolis, and it uh, offers the Christian business owner and business leader an opportunity to come together with fellow-minded peers who are also in the marketplace through ownership, leadership. And they're Christians, and I love the opening line of uh, of the program. Here is, is the question that Jim was asking: Is who do you really work for? Yeah. Well, if you are a Christ follower in the marketplace, you should already know that. Some don't yet, but for those who really start to get it, they know that they need some help usually. There's always blind sides in business, and you don't see everything, and you kind of second question yourself, and you just kind of wish somebody else could kind of speak into your life that you could trust that isn't on your own payroll that's going to say something because of whatever reason, and so... Uh, Truth at Work is an opportunity for us to come together on a monthly basis and really hash out business items, talk about Christ in the workplace, talk about our life work leadership, talk about our goals, hold each other um, accountable for our own responsibilities, and encourage each other. Because encouragement is huge when it comes to fighting the fires out in uh, in the marketplace, especially for Christ.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, these uh, business owners... Now it's men and women, right? No, you guys, clearly, are, you yeah. guys are co-ed, so yeah. you got you've got men business owners, you have got women business owners. You're bringing them together in this peer group, and they have this interaction. And they're, I guess they are, um, they're talking about how they can honor God with their work, and they're encouraging each other to do so. Because sometimes when you're a, a Christian in business, we make decisions that kind of go against the grain of what's mm-hmm. out there in the culture, right? Exactly. So, what what have you seen? Some really good come out of that group. Uh, uh,
2: I mean, can you share anything where you just seen something really awesome happen? I think it really comes down to our integrity and our ethics. And there's not a person that's listening out in this radio um, uh, uh, um, program that's listening to this program that that hasn't been confronted with a question that seems gray, with a question that has tempted them to take the easy way. But God's not called us to do that. He's called us to be obedient to Him. And sometimes we're going to go down some roads, We don't understand why we're going down it, but he is in the middle of it. And at the same time, we need to encourage each other when we're in the middle of it. And so that's what we can do. We, we come together and we speak to each other, into each other's lives because we've earned the right to do so. And the Lord has allowed us to speak to them. But also what's real important is we need all to be in a position of be a lifelong learner and to want to hear what the Lord wants to tell you. Not necessarily what you want to hear, what you need to hear.
1: Yeah, that's that's really cool. I, I tell you, you know, I, well, it's it's biblical, right? Plans mm-hmm. fail for lack of counsel, yep. but with many advisors, they succeed. So it, it's you know sometimes we need others to help us identify yep. when we actually you know are buried in the woods and we need to take a step step out and 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 see it from the outside looking in. So that that's awesome. So I, I like the fact that you guys you're you're mixing business. Uh, strategy because uh, mm-hmm. you guys work on strategic planning oh, yeah. too, so oh, you're working yeah. on strategic planning from a biblical perspective. I like that. So I wonder why why would people not do this? I mean, I mean obviously the the folks that are in your your group at Truth at Work they they have a desire to serve God in their business, but I'm sure you've probably talked to others oh, sure. or been referred to others and said, <laughs> you know, I'm just not interested in that. I mean, what what reasons do people give for like not wanting to serve the Almighty God that created them? And, and, you know, God's the only one that really even knows the future. So why wouldn't we want to tap into that wisdom? So what reasons do people give for not being a part of that?
2: Always, uh, There's always excuses that uh, anybody, any of us, and we all do give excuses. Um, time and money are always the uh, you know, upfront issues. But when you start to peel behind that, you start to understand what people's motives are, where they are. Being a business owner is very, very challenging. You have people coming at you from all different directions. One of the things that uh, I've known over the last 10 years of of working with CEOs, Christian CEOs, is that most often, Todd... Uh, business owners are coming to a group like ours because they need business advice. They need mm. business help, insight, assistance. They're maybe a little embarrassed that they don't understand a certain uh, aspect of the business that they need to. Maybe it's a trust issue, whatever the case is within their team. But they usually come for a business issue. And then eventually, the Lord begins to get their heart, and they begin to see, wow, there is something a, a whole lot bigger than my, you know, business issues. And that is a spiritual component of ministry in the marketplace. I, uh, I had a guy tell me one time, one of my members of clients, he said, you know, uh, my business needed saving financially. And then the Lord showed me my business needed saving spiritually. And so the Lord began to, he began to intentionally uh, become much more bold in his confidence, uh, not rude, not insensitive, but just living out with excellence his um, God-called uh, uh, position as owner and, and uh, steward of that business. But at the same time, he started speaking words, the gospel, uh, praying for people. He began to see people getting saved and, and growing, and then he started discipling them, and then he realized, you know, I don't have to go to a mission field overseas. Mm. My mission field is right It's
1: all around us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, really, when you think about it, whether it's a business owner, like somebody that's in Truth at Work, or uh, that doctor or nurse or or the folks we were talking about earlier, I mean, everyone's workplace is their personal mission field. I mean, sometimes you're going to be the only Jesus they ever meet.
2: Mm -hmm. And, Um, you know, as a leader, though, i got to pop in and say this, because as a leader, I, I, I sometimes say to uh, uh, somebody who's asking me questions about about um, Truth at Work, and I'll, and I'll let them know that, you know what, you are your greatest business asset. You're the greatest asset your business has as the owner and um, CEO. But at the same time, you're its greatest liability. Hmm. And they stop and they go, wow, that's really true. Because as the leader goes, so goes the business. Wow. Sometimes people will come to us and um, they uh, are are not doing well and and they'll want to get that help. But there's another part of of where a business owner can be that is more subtle and has risk to it. And that's when somebody's doing well, Mm -hmm. very well. There are trappings around success as a believer, that if we're not careful and we have trusted peers around us that can speak into our lives, we can get in trouble. That's true for anybody. But especially in business, there's those trappings around success that I suggest are just as risky and more dangerous than there is uh, the difficulties when we're not doing well
1: in business. Yeah. Well, Satan's setting traps for us, for for sure. I Mm -hmm. mean, as soon as we make a commitment that we want to honor God with our work, uh, well, Satan's going to try to knock our legs out from under us. That's right. And I mean, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Jesus came so we could have eternal life. So as soon as we start trying to uh, live out our business for Jesus and honor Him, then Satan is going to try to rob us of that. He's going to try to take our joy away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to want to try to make us miserable. You know, people don't want to work for miserable people. So uh,
2: Satan's got a strategy. Well, I tell I tell new members, uh, clients to come in and join. And I, I said, you know, I don't want to startle you, but um, by joining, you just put a target on your back. <laughs> I, agree. I, I believe that. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's right. And inevitably we get stories, and, and we can kind of laugh about it now, but of attacks, of, mm-hmm. of spiritual – it's spiritual warfare. And we're not trying to uh, overemphasize one thing over the other here, but, but no, we are fools if we don't believe that there is a line out there who wants to devour and destroy.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned a key word earlier. You talked about intentional. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the theme for our show today. We're talking about being intentional with our faith. And that's one of the things I could really see happening is, is the peer group members really help each other make decisions that are consistent with God's Word. Otherwise, we kind of just if – if we start going with the flow and kind of let things happen, uh, we can end up in the, the wrong place. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, what's your take? Do you guys teach that at yeah. all about you know how you be intentional about
2: honoring Almighty God? With your business, well, first off, we need to back up just for a second. Um, Truth at work is really about a three-legged stool. Uh, first uh, uh, leg in that stool would be excellence, and and Scripture says, "Do everything as unto the Lord." Be intentionally excellent about it. And in business, there is always something that's going awry and is that could be challenging. And so, it's always an opportunity for continuous improvement. So, mm. excellence is the first leg of the, the three-legged stool. The second would be Profit. I mean, we can be in business all day long, but if at the bottom line we don't have a profit, then we're really not following Scripture.
1: Yeah, it has to be sustainable. It has
2: to be sustainable. Right? And and profit is not a bad word. Profit is endorsed in Scripture. We better grow. We are commanded to grow, in fact. Sure. And so then that leads then to the third one, which is ministry, intentional ministry in the marketplace. Mm. And we can back it up and say, if we don't have excellence in the marketplace, I suggest we don't open our mouths too often. How many times have you heard horrible stories about Christians Christian bids in business because their integrity is lacking they, they can 't be trusted their 're shoddy work. You really want to put the name of Jesus on that? Really? I mean, that just happens way too much, and it grieves my heart when I see that. Yeah. And if you're not excellent, you're not going to have sustainable profit. And if you don't have sustainable profit, you're not going to have a platform for ministry. So those three components of excellence, uh, sustainable profit, and a platform for intentional ministry, and we really get into how you actually do that and, very importantly, why we need to do that as well.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, I tell you, you know, there's so many people, they, they really want to serve God, mm-hmm. but they just don't know how. Or they are surrounded by folks that aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and what I like is, you know, we, we have to surround our, ourselves with people who are have been where we want to go or who are doing the things correctly that, that we want to do. And so I, I love what you guys are doing. i like to talk more about that. But I tell you, do you remember when we first met Ed, I mean, Mm -hmm. I moved to Tampa a year and a half ago, and you were one of the first guys I've met. Because, you know, I I looked up Truth at Work here in uh, Tampa Bay, and I found your name, and I called you. You came over to the office, and you visited me. Yeah, Yeah, that was great. And my family and I, we were looking for a church home. And so uh, you told me about a church Mm -hmm. and about a pastor and we ended up checking that place out and fell in love with it. So uh, I want to talk to you just a little bit about the chapel, okay? Community Church there uh, on Keystone and Tarpon Springs because man, we found a church home good. there. We we love Pastor Q and and there's some cool things that are going 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 on there. So uh, maybe after the break we can talk a, a little bit about that. All oh, right, I'd love to. That'd so be great. good. So let's uh, let's do. We've been talking to Ed Phillips with Truth at Work. And we're talking about how to be intentional in your faith. Yep. But we left just before the break. I, uh, Ed, you introduced me to an incredible church. Uh, you told me about Pastor Q yeah. and the chapel. They just <laughs> planted that church. You were talking about, oh, it's just a small church. It just been planted. And But I think you'd really like this guy, you know. And uh, he's a short Italian guy, but man's got all kind of energy on the stage. And <laughs> we went there and fell in love. I mean, he gets up there, and and God uses him to teach the Word. I took – this past Sunday alone, I took three pages of notes, mm-hmm. and it's just incredible. I mean, it's a great feeling to go and just be able to to uh, to just, just to soak it up. I
2: love uh, – well, his first name's Mark, but nobody can pronounce his Italian last name. It starts with a Q. That's yeah. So he goes by Pastor Q. And so I love Pastor Q's uh, style, where he's funny. I mean, you really enjoy laughing. <laughs> But then he knows how very effectively... To turn that and allow the Holy Spirit to, to show God's truth to each of us uh, out of His Word, and it's just it's it is, He is very gifted and God's doing a lot of good things at the chapel.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to give a big shout out out there to everybody at the chapel. I mean, I get to be the host, and Jim said I could do anything I wanted to do, so I got I got a shout out to the <laughs> shout out to the chapel. And I'll tell you something else, Ed. You might not know is that this Sunday marks the chapel's fifth anniversary. Whoa, time flies! Fifth anniversary, and listen, we just bought our prop. Property. It's unbelievable what's right. happened there. They, you know, they had a event recently, and I'm not involved with the smaller kids thing, but there are hundreds and hundreds of mm-hmm. kids there. I, I would guess there's a couple of thousand people mm-hmm. in the church. I mean, it has just grown like crazy. But what's really cool is he'll be the first to say, "Hey, it's not about the numbers. Yep. We want members who are committed to Jesus Christ," and and he would be the first person to say, "Hey." wherever you are wherever God has you in your job be the hands of Jesus right there that's your mission field so I just wanted to tell you thank you that was yeah. a great referral my wife loves it our boys love it and we're having a blast with it so Ed hey I wanted to ask you one thing here you've are you got this group of uh, Christian men and women business owners and they're talking about helping each other being intent, intentional about serving Christ what's your biggest challenge with that? What what kind of challenge have you run into? I mean, you ever have anybody say, "Hey, how does this work?" Or oh, sure, you can't yeah. do that. Or I mean, what kind of challenges?
2: Oh do you yeah, face? Well, I mean, we we get. In fact, we are hit so hard, in my opinion, with messages that are not true, completely true, when it comes to what you can do and what you can't do. And so, I think there's a real in, uh, we get duped too easily as Christians uh, in in the public uh, place in the marketplace. And so we can be far more bold with respect and with integrity. That has has to happen. That has to occur with what we do when we reach out to others uh, for Christ. So, um, yeah, one of the biggest challenges we have is um, people who remember uh, uh, clients who come into to, to uh, uh, truth at work. Again, I said a moment ago, they're they're naturally working on 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 the the things that are most difficult to them challenges in their business but god has to first get a hold of all of our hearts before Mm -hmm. he can really change our direction and our actions and anybody can do ministry by accident yeah. If you love the Lord, I mean, he blesses us so much, but it's a whole different story when you're doing this by design and intentionally. And that really implies, just as you, one would write up a business plan, mm-hmm. we suggest write up a, a ministry plan in your business.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've heard just pretend Jesus right there in the boardroom. Yeah, boy. and
2: yeah, then. Jesus, what would you do? And ministry shows <laughs> up in so many different ways. And we have our own personalities. We have our own different styles. I know there's, there's the, the phrase out there that is real popular. It says, um, preach the gospel always, use words if necessary. Mm. And I think sometimes, though, that can become a little bit more of a, um, uh, an excuse for not being a little more bold in, in our faith in the marketplace. But at the same time, it really does speak to what I was saying earlier. Be a place of excellence. And when you open your mouth next... That'll have a whole lot more credibility to it.
1: Hey, we're a witness to the gospel, good or bad. Mm-hmm. People watch our actions, and they are judging. Especially when you claim to be a Christian in the marketplace. So, Ed, I, I, before we run out of time on this mm-hmm. show, how can people find you? So, if somebody was interested in learning more about Truth at Work, how, how do they find out oh, more? Yeah. How do they contact
2: you? I, I'd, yeah, I'd be happy to talk with anybody uh, because it's not only their interest, but they also know other people who might be interested as well. But my, my email just uh, is e Phillips. My last name spelled uh, with one and phillips so it's e p h i l i p s and that's going to be at truth dot at and the at in the middle of uh, truth at work is a t so e phillips with one l in it and uh, at uh, truth at dot org but i'd love to sit down and chat with anybody who's interested sure all
1: right cool so uh, now business owners have a lot of challenges mm-hmm. so what are some of the challenges you see out there now well I think there's a
2: lot of a lot of owners because they have to make such difficult decisions and there's so many implications around those decisions that affect other people's lives, I think they can feel very isolated at times. Uh, in in some organizations there's, you know, the political world of, you know, my interest or your interest and, and they're facing the also the potential yes person. I've actually had Members tell me that you know they really want to get some honest, brutally honest truth uh, from their their team, and there 's just not that that uh, luxury of, of getting that because that information is vital to make very, very important decisions. So if you don't have a team that's already trusting each other and yeah. ensuring that, you can make it feel very isolated. And therefore, then where do you go to get information and, and feedback? Really honest. but well, this is I got to mention this. Um, Truth at work is not for the casual person who just you know likes the idea. This is for the person who's very serious about it, um, very serious about growing very serious about improving areas of their lives as a leader and very serious about bringing the kingdom forward mm. and, and creating minis- intentional ministry in the marketplace. So, And that is not done by uh, you know the lighthearted. Uh, it's a serious calling. We have fun doing it, uh, and it's extremely rewarding. But I just need to, to make sure that people understand that this is a serious calling, and uh, somebody's business is their marketplace yeah. that God's given to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I think, uh, I mean, I I see that I'm in full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I own a business, uh, but I'm full-time ministry. God's called me to ministry first. Now, He put me in the marketplace. I've had some people say, you ever thought about being a pastor, but... You know, first of all, I I wouldn't have the patience to to be a pastor, and and my wife made it clear she couldn't be a pastor's wife. Yeah. So you know, we we fit real well in business, and I, I love doing it. He's given me that strength, but I see you know I'm just as much full time ministry yes, you are. as any pastor would be. And Todd, you're also teaching reaching, from the
2: pulpit. You and your team are also reaching people that would never come into a church, and I mean 122 references to Jesus. Uh, out of 132, uh, I think. Yeah. So the vast majority of references about you is, is him going into the marketplace. That's where he went. That's where the people are. That's where the needs are. And so those folks are, are not going to, in many cases, go into a church that you have the opportunity. God has given that to you. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, a cute story that I, uh, a guy that I've known for years uh, shares, but there's a very strong point behind it. And he says that when business owners die, and go to heaven, and they're facing Jesus, Jesus will not ask them one question about their P&L statement, <laughs> That's about true. their balance sheet, that is done and over with.
1: You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, because business owners do die, mm-hmm. business owners can go to heaven, but businesses can't. Or some people, you know, really there's no such thing as a Christian business. Businesses in and of themselves cannot be a Christian. Mm-hmm. They can go to heaven. It's right, entity, yeah. but owners—the mm-hmm. people that own the business—can right. be Christians and can be the hands of Christ in the marketplace by the how we make our decisions. And of course, we pray for sound judgment and all those things. Uh, so, really, I'd I, I love that. Go ahead.
2: Well, the only—I was going to add to that because the, the only we know that the only two things that are ever going to outlast uh, uh, through eternity is God's word and people souls as you just referenced. And so uh, to finish that story about about uh, the business owner dying, going to heaven, and, and Jesus n- not asking one word about that business business's uh, P&L or business uh, balance sheet is, here's what Jesus will ask that business owner. Hey, what did you do with those all those people I brought your way that spent 40-plus mm. hours working in the business that I gave you to run for me? Yeah. Did yeah. they know that you loved me? Did you pray for them? Were you kind to them? Were you fair with them? Were you a good employer? All of those kind of questions. And most importantly, did they ever hear about the gospel? Mm. That's what's going to last in an eternity, and that's our plas- platform as business owners.
1: Yeah. Well, we have a steward, um, and when when God blesses us with a business, we have a stu- stewardship responsibility To handle that correctly.
2: That word is very strong, steward. That is not to be taken lightly. Being a steward, taking care of that for someone else, that is a high calling and a high responsibility.
1: I remember back in the 90s, we hosted a uh, seminar in Indianapolis where I started Office Pride. It was called Business by the Book. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. You know, Larry Burkett. Now I think it's part of Crown Financial Ministries. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But, but I just remember uh, Larry Burkett. He used to always say, business is nothing more than a tool God has given us mm-hmm. to serve him. And so God has blessed some of us with businesses. God has has placed others of us in certain jobs. And so whatever wherever we are, God has us there for a reason. And it could very well be the person we meet tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Exactly, It could be one of those divine appointments that someday he may ask us, what did we do with that?
2: I think so, most of us would be so surprised if you asked, you know, if, when you do a business plan, you look at your market plan. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, and what's your, what's your market? What's, uh, uh, how, much, how many different customers do you think you can reach, etc.? And you look at needs and opportunities. Well, same thing with a marketing – I'm sorry, a, a ministry plan. And I think if you sit down and really write down how many people your business touches – in a in a in a week, in a month, in a year, you would be astounded, and the vast majority of those people don't know Jesus and have not heard, the, and some have not heard the gospel.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, of course, I, I I teach, and we we uh, help people open office pride commercial cleaning services all over the country, and and I teach these guys, hey. Uh, spending time in God's Word, having a good quiet time should right there be a critical part of your strategic planning. Mm-hmm. You know, God's Word has a lot to say about how to operate a business, and we believe, and I'll tell you who taught me this, we believe praying for favor and wisdom is a critical part of strategic planning, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'll tell you who taught me that is Richard Sickles, who now, <laughs> of course, he used to be in Christian radio many years ago, then he was with Office Pride for a number of years and and now he actually is with Truth at work. I pray with so Richard
2: the, and other chapter presidents around the country yeah. every
1: day, every Monday rather, eleven thirty. He's a yeah. great guy. South side of Indianapolis. He's a chapter president. So it just just occurred to me that that connection there. But I remember sitting down with Richard and I was. Flat broke. It was 1992. Just started off his pride and and hit. There he is, a sales manager for a Christian radio station. And I thought, well, maybe God's brought him into my life to to teach me how to close deals. And I said, well, I could always use some extra tips on selling. He said, man, you don't need tips on selling. You're broke. You need favor. And he started teaching me how to pray for favor Mm -hmm. and wisdom. You know, wisdom that I, I would understand what the customer's needs are, that I would have ears to hear. That I'd be able to put together a presentation that they would like and that they would, and then favor that they would believe in me, that I could deliver the service and that they would purchase what it was I was selling, which was janitorial. That's what we do is clean office buildings. Mm -hmm. And so Richard Sickles up there taught me how to pray for favor and wisdom. Now he's with Truth at Work, which doing your exact same role with a A a different group there Mm -hmm. on on the south side of Indianapolis. So it's a small world. Thank you, Richard. If you're out there listening, Uh, anybody has a question? For Ed, please call in eight uh, five five two six five twenty nine twenty nine.
2: 855-265-2929. One of the things I wanted to add also is we were talking about good reading material. And, I, I mean, leaders are readers. It's something we say uh, in, our, in our meetings. And it's one of the things that, that almost every member will say eventually is that, wow, I'm reading now more than I ever have before. Because yeah. everything starts with a good idea and the Holy Spirit can use. There's so much good material out there. But I was speaking recently to a, uh, a group, and um, I shared with them, I said, you know what the best book on business I've ever read is Proverbs. Oh, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Without question. It has almost everything in there. And, and again, you know, everybody has heard about the, uh, you know 31 days that you can go ahead and just break it down, in sure. you know, one chapter uh, a day. It's real simple. but man, there is it's so rich in business ideas and insights and truth wisdom.
1: Oh. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, there's gracious words. Uh, we talk about that. I mean, there's so much. If you can just go through that chapter of Proverbs every day, I, I'll guarantee it. You'll be a better business owner. Mm-hmm. You'll be a better person. Be a better decision maker. I, one of the things that's very interesting, speaking of being a reader, uh, and and I've been blessed. I mean, I, I just love to love to read. But one of the books I read was Journey to Victorious Praying by Bill Thrasher. Really cool. He's with Moody Bible. Institute up there, and one of the things he said, he was talking about quiet time, and even as business people, we should have quiet time in the morning. Some people say you don't have time for quiet time, and he said that he found out that if he spent an hour each morning praying, seeking God's face, asking, God, help me to be productive today, help me to focus on the right things, that he could get more work done in five hours, then, if he
2: skipped his quiet time and he worked eight hours, yeah, I call that God's economy. We have got to be careful to, to to know that that's not a uh, a you know, a, oh, what do you call it, a formula that we try to to use. And I know that's not what you're saying, but but, it, but boy, that is really true. A quiet time, in other words, getting into the presence of God. Uh, meditation means to go deep. It goes to the center of something. To so meditate on God's word in His presence first thing in the morning, especially as Jesus did, when it's quiet, that's when the Holy Spirit speaks to our souls and to our minds, and we can even solve those issues in our minds when, when we're in quiet time. I've had that come to me. Sure. But we've got to have that. It has to be non-negotiable. If we are serious about our faith, we have to have that regular time with the Lord.
1: Well, you know, we can if, if we have the mind of Christ, we're going to handle problems better. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens usually? The first thing you walk into the office, you've got a fire to put out. Well, if we have tuned in to what Jesus has to say for that day, we're probably going to handle it correctly the first time. I mean, how many times do we spend the whole day trying to fix something, that a problem that was self-inflicted by something we did when we walked in the door? So so much to gain by spending time in God's Word and, and asking Jesus Christ, how should I handle this situation? And then go in and open up the Word of God and just let Him begin to speak to you. Right, I mean, I mm-hmm. just, I just love that. I, I believe when we study God's word, we should have a a legal pad next to us.
2: Oh, I do in my and, quiet and, time,
1: and I, I love mm-hmm. doing business planning and reading God's word at mm-hmm. the same time. It's just a beautiful thing, and I think Bill Thrasher hit the nail on the head when he said, "Hey, it's more efficient to go ahead and invest the time in, in quiet time. Yeah, work will wait. Let's get there and let's be productive." When we arrive, I love Truth at Work that you're a big part of. You're the chapter president here in Tampa Bay Market. So I just want to uh, talk a little bit more about that. So, would you be willing to share kind of what happens in one of those meetings? Is there like a format you guys follow? And then, and then how can, uh, do you have qualifications
2: to get in? Sure. Yeah, just that. Uh, We definitely have a format and agenda. And we're very serious about uh, making sure that we maximize our time uh, because our time is, we will never get it back. It's sacred and important. And so we really stay uh, foc- fixed and focused on, on an agenda with flexibility too, you know, when the Lord is guiding us a certain direction. But we, we, we come in prepared. What I mean by that is we have an assignment uh, that is online, and you prepare on your own time. You come in uh, for that segment time, which is part of that agenda. Um, but in the, in the very beginning, we go around and we share our, our important prayer requests and praise reports mm. um, briefly and succinctly, and then we pray together. And that really sets the tone for the meeting because we welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. If this just is, is just us doing it on our own, then you no, know, we need God right in the middle of it, and he shows up. And then we go directly into our segment. We cover all kinds of topics, um, from best practices uh, to how, how, when to hire, I mean, excuse me, when to fire, how to hire most effectively in the selection process, how to, I mean, it, just about every topic you can imagine on business and creating ministry in the workplace, In, the work plate, in a workplace, we have. And then we go into that in our segment time, and we really tear that apart, and then we ask ourselves, what is the Lord telling us? What do we need to do differently? That's part of being intentional. If it's just talking about something and having fun discussing it, that's expensive entertainment. It's, it's mm. not. And so what we are all about is what can you do better and different? And then after we go into this segment, we have which really in, in most of I think our, our opinions is one of the most valuable part. Of our day, and that's going into an, what's called an open forum. You want, might want to call it a problem-solving time, and that's where you can bring an issue. And it's because we have confidentiality, and it is a totally safe place to bring anything into that room. Um, you can bring those issues that you otherwise would be uncomfortable maybe about. I've had people tell me that I don't don't need to come to a a CEO roundtable for for Christian business owners. I I have a a men's Bible study. Well, that kind of – it's not really what they need. They need people who earn the right to actually speak into those HR issues and those um, cash flow crunches and all of that. And so we have that time of of problem-solving together, and there's a format for that as well. Valuable, valuable time because everybody is learning. Uh, because we can all relate to so many issues that have come up, and God really shows up in the middle of that. We also have a featured business presentation for a member of the month where they'll actually go into uh, many aspects of their business, and we have a chance then to have them what we uh, jokingly refer to as the hot seat. But it goes back to the idea that you're only going to get better when you're pressed, and you're going to feel a little bit of that heat. And so uh, it's those questions that are asked that you know are going to make it better. It's not always comfortable, but if you're serious about making a difference, it's going to happen. And so, uh, and you're willing to to do that. We also go into um, uh, a uh, a time where we hey, we have a um, uh, sometimes a book review or an area uh, of that. It's just. It's very, very full of, um, go, by the way, goals and accountability. And, yeah. and that's the action end of it right there. I mean, yeah. It all summarizes right there, what am I going to do differently? And be held accountable for yeah. it. Hold yeah. your feet to the fire. Because as the, the the top person in a business, who's holding his or her feet to the fire? Sure. Well, so
1: they all, they leave there with action plans on mm-hmm. how to be better in business, yep. how to serve the Lord better. I and mean, you guys do a great thing. Hey, um, man, we're coming up. Close to the end of the show here, I've got to tell you tomorrow. Tomorrow, there's going to be a great show. We got Lori Hill from she's the co founder. She's the founder and president of the Tampa Bay Christian Chamber of Commerce. She'll be the host tomorrow. She's going to have Susie Holer, attorney, on the show along with Cheryl Marsden from Pathways to Success. They're going to talk about Christian women in the workplace. So that should be good. And by the way, we keep talking about Christ followers. On this show, we're talking about being intentional in our faith. I just want to ask you out there, the audience, are you a Christ follower? Have you come to the place in your life where you've realized you need a Lord and Savior? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you want to know more about how to do that? Do you want to know more about how to serve God in the marketplace? I encourage you, give us a call. This is not just a one-hour-per-day radio show. We're all in, committed to ministry and the marketplace. You can email Jim Brangenberg anytime, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. You can email me, Todd Hopkins, T-O-D-D, Hopkins at OfficePride.com, P-R-I-D-E. That's my business, Office Pride. So reach out. Check us out on the website.
0: I'd love to hear from you. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.